It was the dog who found me. I heard him crying outside the bathroom door, but it seemed very far away. I wasn't there anymore. I was lying in a field of tall, soft grass, tall enough to hide me from anyone who came looking. The grass moved around me, but there was no sound. I felt a soft blanket of tree-filtered sunlight wash over me, and I wanted to sleep forever. I felt no fear, no panic. I felt relieved, relieved that I had made my decision and gone through with it, and now there was nothing left to do but wait and lay. Wait and lay. Wait and lay. All my highs and lows, ups and downs, to be's or not to be's, were over at last. I had no regrets. I was at peace, and this was a sensation I hadn't known until that moment. I was at peace. I was at peace. I was at peace. Then there were arms lifting me up, voices screaming in my ears, and I was being shaken violently while hydrogen peroxide was poured down my throat. There was no sunlight, no grass, just a dirty bathroom floor, and all I wanted was to go back to sleep. And when I looked out, I saw that we were heading fast upon a series of iron gates set in stone wickedly arched and crowned with tall spikes of erratically varying height. But what unnerved me completely lay beyond the gate. Child, she began, in the unfortunate event that you are called upon to speak, you may address me as Madame Mornington. I am given to believe that you are called Emily, and that you have ungratefully fled the house of your master, the Count de Rothsberg, only a day since. Then, madam, you believe wrongly, said I. I have no master. <laughs> we all have a master, child. Sir Edward gestured towards a smaller rat, who bashfully shrugged off the attention. Oh, Sir Edward, you flatter me, you do, said Basil, in a brisk Bowbell Cockney. Then he sneezed. Oh, do pardon me, ladies. Another sneeze. Ahem, it's quite as he says, ladies. I have passed many a moon within the laboratory of Superintendent Stockium, and exploit what was said to be impossible, or unadvisable, at the very least, due to the cleanliness and order in which the doctor maintains the surroundings, that order leaving us vermin little chance of obscurity. What parts do we want them looking at? The parts as make them pay, girl. Laughter rang out around me, and I was so glad of it I could have wept. No, I'm not much for boys, but it's boys who pays, and they likes it when you start off nice and quiet-like. Makes them wait for it. In my act, the one has made me name. We start it off just so. Slowly and sweetly, Veronica began to sing. There was an English lass as pretty as a rose 
But chaste she was, and never would she play. From her pretty little uh, um, hands to her pretty little toes, a waste it was to keep them hid away. The gentleman who called her she denied, and like a proper lady would, she cried. Presently. I swear I saw her fistfuls of straw transform into great fans of jewelled ostrich. You may paint my portrait and buy me champagne, but don't kiss me. You may pet me over and over again, but don't kiss me. You may call me darling and ask me to dance for 